0: Welcome to the C3 Church Watson Podcast. Our vision is to connect you to Jesus, develop you as a follower of Christ, and empower you to build the church. We hope you are blessed by this week's message. Hello, everyone. Great to have you with us in church. This morning, we are finishing our TripAdvisor series, which is all about the Word of God. The Word of God, 10 second recap about our series. The Word of God is our foundation. The Word of God is our sword. The Word of God is our instruction booklet for how to live our life. The Word of God never goes out of date. The milk in your fridge will. (laughs) Go out of date. And the, some of the staples in my pantry go out of date. Our youngest son, when he, comes, when he used to live in Sydney, he'd come back from Sydney and he'd go through my pantry and he'd go, Mum, far, far out, Mum. And he'd put all of the out-of-date things on the counter for to be thrown out. The Word of God doesn't do that. It never goes out of date. The number one message in the Word of God is the message of salvation. Restoring us back to God. That's why it was written. So, for the last two weeks, I've been ruminating on this passage of Scripture. It's been going over and over. And And for my next trick. So, I've been ruminating on this passage of Scripture. As we finish this series about the Word of God, and it's from John 1. We're going to look at a number of verses in this Scripture. John 1. In the beginning was the Word In the beginning, the Word already existed. The Word was with God and the Word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through Him and nothing was created except through Him. The Word gave life to everything that was created and His life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. In the beginning, the word already existed, Jesus Christ. And the light of Christ shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. It doesn't matter how dark things get, the light of Christ will never Be extinguished because the light of Christ is lighter than any darkness. Does anyone think that's good? Good. Verse 18 goes on to say, no one has ever seen God at any time. God, the only son, Jesus, who is in the arms of the father, he has explained him. Jesus has explained explained God. The most important thing that the Word of God does is reveal God to us. It reveals God to mankind. It shows us who God is and it shows us what God is like. That's Jesus. Jesus explained God. He has explained God explained God's plan for humanity and nothing is more important than that. So when Jesus came, this is what he did. He revealed to the world the word of God. Jesus arrived on the scene as the personification of the written and the spoken word of God. Up until that point, up until when Jesus arrived, the testimony that God used came through the prophets. In the Old Testament, that's how God spoke, how he revealed himself. It was through the prophets. When Christ arrived, God showed himself in human form. He spoke to us through Christ. The word of God came wrapped up in flesh Do you want to know what God is like? Look at Jesus. Do you want to know what God thinks? Look at Jesus. Do you want to know how God acts? Look at Jesus. Do you want to know how God speaks? Look at Jesus. Jesus explained God. That's how he set it up. So what did Jesus show us? What what was his message? What was the message he brought? Verse 14 of John 1 says, "And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we saw his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth." When I love that word, glory. Glory, you know, you may be sitting here thinking, well, what's the big deal about God? Well, when Jesus uh, arrived on earth, when his birth, when the angels came and spoke to the shepherds and said, glory to God in the highest, that was, that's the glory we're talking about. Glory means magnificent. It means majesty. It means brightness. It means, wow, I have to worship. It means perfection. It means excellence. And John tells us that when Jesus was here on earth, what we saw is we saw the glory of God. We saw the glory of God in the the transfiguration. We saw it when he healed people. We saw it when Lazarus was risen from the dead when he when he interrupted a funeral and and prayed for a boy and who was dead and gave him back to his mother we saw the glory of god when jesus walked on the earth it surrounded him it's the glory we will all see when we're in heaven who's looking forward to that oh yeah so we saw his glory and he was full of grace and truth. Two very important messages. The message of grace and the message of truth. Now we talk about grace a lot around here, so actually I'm not going to talk about it this morning. You can go and look it up on a podcast. He was full of grace. He actually brought grace. Before he came, I'll say one thing. Before he came, it was all about religion and law. It was all about doing something on the outside. When he came, he brought grace. He brought the ability for us to walk with him, which is beautiful, to live for eternity. Okay. So, he was full of grace and he was full of truth, which is what I want to talk about today. Because, you know, anyone ever wondered about truth? If you're alive today, you'll wonder about truth. There's so many different types of truth. Not really. John 14, 6 said this. Jesus told them, I am the way, the truth and the life, and no one can come to the Father except through me. Jesus came and said, I am the truth. What a bold statement. He didn't say, I am speaking the truth, although he was. He said, I am truth. You will find truth when you find me. And that is a big statement. Because if there was ever a time in the world when the truth was up for grabs, maybe it's right now. If you are alive now you could be fooled into thinking that truth is relative. There's your truth and my truth. But if but you have to be careful if your truth is not politically correct because if you say it or stand for something that others don't agree with watch out. So what is truth? Jesus, the word, pointed to himself and he said, I am truth. So it stands to reason if you want to have truth, and don't we all, then we need to look to him. Proverbs 16 is a very interesting scripture. In the Amplified Bible it says this, here it comes. All the ways of a man... Are clean and innocent in his own eyes. And he may see nothing wrong with his actions, but the Lord weighs and examines the motives and intents of the heart, and he knows the truth. Did you find that interesting? I find that interesting. And he knows the truth. What does that tell us? It tells us that truth is not relative. There is truth. There is absolute truth. And it comes from God. And we find it in this book, which is our trip advisor. And left to our own devices, we will most probably justify our actions. And when we look at things through our own perspective, we will probably think that we are looking with the right perspective that our opinion is right, and that what we believe is right. When someone goes to a court of law, and there is a uh, proceeding going on there, and they stand up, and they put their hand on the Bible, and they say, I swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. You've seen it on the shows, haven't you? Yep. They're really only just telling their interpretation of the facts. Because the defence and the prosecution stand up and each of them says a totally different thing but says it's the truth. It's the same set of facts given from a different perspective and both believe they're right. Have you ever been in an argument and no one is willing to give in because they both believe they're right? What I'm saying is truth and what I'm saying is truth. Okay, so who's right? And 20 years later, they're still heels in, digging the heels in. No, I'm right. No, you're not. I'm right. That's an extreme example. Proverbs tells us that God sees the truth. John 8.32 says, And you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Because it's knowing the truth that sets us free and brings healing to our lives. It opens us up to the purposes of God. It's knowing the truth that sets our life on course for success and fulfillment. And we will never fully know the greatness of God, the wonder of Almighty God, if we, will, if we continue to only live out of our own perspective, our own viewpoint We will begin to understand who God really is when we allow his truth access to our heart. When we take Jesus, the word, and listen to him. And when we take the written word of God and base our lives on it. Because God's worldview is so much bigger than ours. He is huge. And he has a different perspective to us sometimes. Has anyone found that about God? He has a different perspective. And actually, his perspective is truth, not mine, sometimes. If we allow his perspective into our lives, our lives will expand and increase. Have you heard of a guy in the Bible called Job? Some of you have. Good job. It's not Job, it's Job. And Job had a great life. He really did. He was successful. He had flocks and herds and cows and whatever else made you successful back then. Family. He was loving life. And then he wasn't. Because things happened. And who's found that in life? Things happen. And he lost everything he lost his wealth, his family, his health. He kept his wife. She wasn't great. She told him to curse God and die. If you're a wife or a husband, don't say that, ever. And you know, when he was going through this tough time, he did what most of us would do, and he asked why. And he was hurting, and, and he was struggling. But something happened in his life through this difficult time. Something he did not expect but something beautiful all the same. As he grappled with the circumstances of his life and he stayed open to God, he did not run away. He stayed open to God. He kept going back to God. He went from justifying himself and his actions to actually seeing God for who he really is. And it literally changed his life. It really did. I'm going to read that scripture from Proverbs again. All of the ways of a man or a woman are clean and innocent in their own eyes. And he or she may see nothing wrong with their actions. But the Lord weighs and examines the motives and intents of the heart and knows truth. Matthew 5.8 says this, God blesses those whose hearts are pure for they will see God. A person who only sees from their own perspective thinks they are right. Thinks that what they think is right. But a person with a pure heart doesn't just see their perspective, they see God. Right now in your life, in your work, in your relationships, in your struggles, in your difficulties, are you just right in your own eyes? Or have you let God in to do a work in your heart so you can see him? So that you can actually see truth. Truth that will set you free. Truth, the word of God, truth. Job goes through all of this horrible, horrible stuff. He and his friends try to work it all out. And finally through it all, Job begins to see things differently. He begins to stop seeing just from his own perspective and he begins to see God. And it totally changes his life. And this is what he says in Job 42 verse 5. He says, Well God, I'd I'd only heard of you before. But now I've seen you with my own eyes. Before, I was full of my own perspective. I was full of my own opinion. But oh, wow, now I see you. Matthew 5 verse 8 said, God blesses those whose hearts are pure for they will see God. And there is, without a doubt, a purification process that we go through when we go through a tough time. And if we keep going and if we keep leaning in, (laughs) we'll see God. As Job let go of his perspective, his heart became pure and he got to see God. That's the work that God wants to do in every single person. Because once we allow God to bring a purity to our heart, we won't be living by just what seems right to us. All of a sudden, we'll see how God sees and and be living by his truth. You know, at least once, maybe 10 times a week, I will pray this prayer. God, please help me to see this situation from your perspective. Because my perspective is flawed. I don't want to see just from what is right in my own eyes. Because I know that I'm not seeing clearly. I need your perspective. That's a good prayer to pray. Job got to the point where he said this in Job 42 verse 6. He said, I take back everything I said. I sit in dust and ashes to show my repentance. He was talking to God. He got to the point where he went, wow. Wow. I just take it all back, God. What was I talking about? Have you ever had that happen to you? I have. It's like God pulls back the curtain and you see how wrong you've been and you just have to repent. You go, oh, wow, God, that's so wrong. I remember a a story that is not too embarrassing to share. I've got a 100 of those that are way too embarrassing to share. Um, was many years ago Paul and I helped start a church in Bondi in Sydney and we when we had our eldest M we decided to move back to Canberra and I don't speaking in public is not my favorite thing to do and I didn't know what to say when we got up to say our farewell to everyone and I said to Paul honey I don't want to do this. Anyway, he said, just say that, that and that. I said, good good plan. So I got up and I just said that, that and that. And there's nothing wrong with what I said. But the senior minister, the female of the married couple, got very hurt by what I said. And from that moment on, treated me very differently. Not great, but yeah. I won't go into detail. So that, I found that really hard because most people find those things difficult, right? Yeah. You're all real out there today, I hope. Yeah. Good. And so, you know, I walked on and I got through it and I kept going. And, and I, in my perspective, just had my own perspective and went and thought, oh, well, that was really rude and mean. And what have I, I had done all this stuff for you and how you treated me. Anyway. And then a number of years later, I don't know how many years later it was, but it was maybe 4 or 5. We went we were back in Sydney. We went back to to the place that we were living in at the time. We were showing our kids, I think. And because I was back in that situation, it was like God brought it all back to me. And I went to bed, woke up the next morning and it was like God did that thing. He pulled back the curtain. And he said, Mel, let me just show you the other side of the story. When you said this, she felt that. When you said this, she felt that. She was going through that. You and, and I did exactly what Job did. I said, God, I take back everything I say. I show, I, I repent. I repent because I didn't know what I was talking about. Job realized, and I realized, that I had been living in that situation by what was right in my own eyes. And he gained some really powerful perspective. And I did too. And look, that's not the only time God's done that. He does it regularly. What I know is this. If we keep going and don't run away, eventually we will realize some things that Job did. In verse 3, he said, you asked, who is this that questions my wisdom with such ignorance? That's what God said to Job. That's exciting, isn't it? And Job said, it was me. I was talking about things I knew nothing about. Things far too wonderful for me. Job saw that his perspective wasn't right. His judgments weren't right. He was ignorant and he didn't know what he was talking about. Even the questions he was asking were questions that he had no right to have the answers to because some things only God gets to have the answer to. It's not ours to know. You can't handle that. I can't handle some of the answers to some of the questions. But if I assume that I always know what I'm talking about, I'm just living out of my own perspective and I end up being deceived and defeated. And when Job finally realized this, he stopped trying to justify himself and he became pure in heart and he saw God. And when he saw God, he, he realized he didn't have a clue and he just fell down at his feet. And I can tell you guys, when we get to heaven, we're going to fall down at his feet in amazement at his glory. Because we can get so filled up with our own opinions, our own attitudes, and we can just sprout off and talk about things that we don't understand. We don't always get it right. And then he said, I had only heard about you before, but now I've seen you with my own eyes. I'd only heard about you before, I'd heard what I wanted to hear, but all of a sudden, here and now, I've encountered you. Now that I see you, I'm totally humbled and my finger finger pointing is all done. Now that I've seen you, I'm going to stop pointing fingers. And from that position, the blessing of God came back into Job's life. God blessed him twice as much as before. He, he had seven more sons, three more daughters, and he died blessed. But all of that, I mean, that's just stuff. What he got was a new perspective. What he got was seeing God for who he is. And that's the most important thing. Come up, guys. So how about you today? Maybe you need to let go of your own perspective. Maybe you need to consider that maybe we're not always right. I'd only heard about you before, but now I see you with my own eyes. See, I'm not actually talking here about having a relationship with God. Many, many times as a believer, I've had to put down my perspective so that I can see him. So that I could see truth. Because I wasn't seeing him as he really is in certain areas of my life. In my marriage, many times I've had to put down my own perspective so that I can see clearly. With other people, I've had to put down my own perspective so that I can see clearly. And more than anything else, believe it or not, I've had to put down my own perspective so that I can see God. Because of things that I have pointed my finger at and assigned to Him, He had nothing to do with. Angry at Him. Pointing the finger at Him. Job did the same thing. And then and then he put down put that down and he got to see God. So will you go to him open handed, heart open, and say, God, are there things, are there perspectives whether I'm walking? with where I'm right in my own eyes that I need to let go of so that I can be pure in heart and see you that's my challenge, that's my encouragement today let the truth Jesus, the truth the word reign in your life not your own perspective at times but him, it's him set you free so I encourage you to spend time a moment doing that some time it's worth it you know it's worth losing your own perspective to gain God's perspective over and over again but maybe you're here and you you don't see God because you actually don't have a relationship with Him you've never opened your heart to him and said I want to know you I'm not talking about knowing about God we can all know about God it's not about knowing about him it's about knowing him it's about having a relationship with him and if that's you today or maybe you want to reconnect with him you you've walked away you want to recommit your life to him then I I want to invite you and ask you to pray this prayer, this simple prayer with us because it's a first step to telling Jesus that you want Him as part of your life. It's the most important thing you'll ever do. So please pray with us. Dear God, thank you for sending Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for dying for my sin. I ask you to come into my life Forgive me for my sin. Today I choose to live for you. Thank you that I am saved. Thanks for listening. We hope to see you in church again this weekend. To find out more about our church, find us online at c3churchwatson.com